All right, so today we're going to read from Psalm 37, but I'm going to do a little different. Is that all right? Rebecca, you okay with that? All right, good. As long as Rebecca's okay with it, we're okay. It's a long psalm, right? So I broke it down. It's kind of cool if you look at it. Psalm 37 gives our, our responses, or I call them our dispositions. It's our attitudes, right? What, what, how, where, how, should, how should we act? What should we be like? So our disposition, Psalm 37, if you read through it. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his righteousness. Verse 4 says, delight yourself also in the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. Any fretters in here? Nope. No? Okay. Don't fret. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Those who wait on the Lord. So we, we, we are to wait on the Lord. The righteous shows mercy and gives. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. The law of God, the law of his God is in his heart. Wait on the Lord and keep his ways. So those are our dispositions. I know this isn't a great slide. It's really small. Sorry about that. But here are here are the here's the opposite part of it, right? These are God's promises. Ready? Or a lot more than our dispositions. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. He is merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. None of his steps shall slide. The Lord will not leave him in his, the wicked man's, hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. And he shall exalt you to inherit the land. Five times he said about our inheritance here. Three times about inheriting the earth, twice about inheriting the land. I think he's trying to tell us something. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Mark the, black, black, mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of the man is peace. 
So here's the summation. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. And he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Amen. The promises of God are a lot more than what he expects of us for our attitudes and our in our in our dispositions. I think that was really cool. Like the promises of God are so great. Amen. We're going to worship him this morning and give him thanks. So let's all stand. I'll pray. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and stand. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your grace, God. We thank you for your promises. We thank you that your promises are yes and amen. God, you are good. And I thank you that you uphold the righteous. That in the day of salvation, Lord God, you will look upon us and say, that is my chosen one. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. We just bless you and give you all the glory and the honor. We worship you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So as we go into worship, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I just, I just uh, have been uh, listening to the Holy Spirit all morning, just getting ready and, and pulling together. And, and uh, three different times now, three different times in three different ways, I keep. Uh, I had somebody text me about ten minutes ago, and they, and it was just a, it was a, just a word. They just, it talked about the river flowing. Then these guys play this song, the river flowing, and part of what he read was about the river flowing. I think the river is going to flow this morning. You know, you just, you, you want to be aware of those things when you start seeing God. You, know, you start hearing things over and over again. There's usually something to it. So then my question is, what, what should we expect? What does it mean the river is going to flow? I don't know. I don't know. But we should be expecting the rivers of blessings. Part of it is the river of blessings. And what is that blessing? What does it entail? All the stuff he just read. But it's about our expectation. If we came in this morning, it was just about every other Sunday morning. Well, here we are. We could come in and do our uh, day of holy obligation. Or we could come expecting the living God to show up. Amen. I'd rather have the latter. Amen. Let's worship. So the river is flowing right now. God is saying, I'm breaking down walls, taking off scales, I'm healing, I'm providing. We just need to be obedient to step into it. The river can flow all at once, but if we don't take an active role and step in, Right? We need to we need to take action. We're gonna take an action right now. I know there's lots of people that need healing and that need you know something, a touch from the Lord, but we're gonna act something out right now. Talia, can you come here please? Anybody that has can you just have a seat there? Anybody that has had cancer, I want you to come up forward right now. Cancer. Anybody that's had cancer, that's overcome, that's just, we're going to pray right over now. We're going to have Talia sit in for her mom. Okay. We're going to ask the Lord to break down that wall. The river to flow right where she's at. Ricky. 
right now. Let's uh, all stay in an attitude of worship. Father God and we just we just proclaim healing for our sister in Jesus name we proclaim total total healing according to your word according to what you've given us and what you've promised Father God we proclaim that healing in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Father God, your word is true, cover to cover. Father, we thank you. You brought me out of my deathbed. And Father, you can raise this young woman up and heal her. I ask that you manifest her healing, and we will give you the praise and the glory for all that you have done and all you're going to do. We stand against the enemy. We declare our victory, and we bring you praise in Jesus' name. do not let sorrow overcome this situation, but we transform it with the power of God. We raise her with strength as your word promises, Lord. Strength and life and vitality to be to her children and her husband and all that you have called her to be. Because your word promises us that you have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And Father, we receive that for her today. We receive life and the strength for godliness. And we just command that enemy to... That his mouth will be silenced forever. This will never, ever take root again. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we thank you so much for sealing this moment in time Lord God we thank you that we can stand in the gap we can intercede Lord God for those that are that are sick that are hurting Lord God that we can pray your mercy and your grace over them Lord God and that it will be sealed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit we call it done just as Jesus said it is finished it is finished it's done this is not right and we will not stand for it any longer we stand against it we resist the devil and he will flee we thank you for it we praise you give you the glory and the honor In Jesus name ever uh, been in a, a canoe on the river and you've been flowing down 
and you'll be going along and sometimes it's real smooth sometimes it's rapidy sometimes you know you, and you just kind of you flow with the holy spirit but you got to be paying attention if you're if you're on the river and you're canoeing and you're not paying attention you'll miss uh the, your opportunity to either go in the the right spot or the wrong you know not to or to miss at least miss the wrong spot or so on and uh the holy spirit's flowing and, and it's as important to uh, to catch that and to catch and understand um what's happening and it's a teachable moment just being aware of what god is doing so so uh, as we're worshiping uh john came up to me and just said hey i, I feel like we're supposed to do this amen it bore witness with my spirit let's go in that direction and then we went in that direction and then as different people prayed you know god dealt with the you know the situation at hand praise the lord but then if you noticed When Linda prayed in the Spirit, things changed. Now, she didn't do it to make the change. She just followed the Holy Spirit. But when she did, it shifted. We, I could feel it in the Spirit. The direction shifted just slightly. It's still Jesus. <laughs> That's the thing is, that, you know, the, 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 the direction is still Jesus. But it's, it's, it just slightly changed. And so let me read this scripture. John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Stay in, stay in the spirit here. Stay, stay with me on this. John chapter 7, beginning with verse 37, says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. <laughs> Amen. Rivers. We're in rivers today. Amen. We're in rivers. We're in, the, we're in the river today. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified well he has been glorified and we have received and he the spirit has been given and you can receive the spirit again today you can receive more of the spirit you can receive you can the bible says in ephesians be being filled with the spirit of god we need him more every day we need to be filled every morning every afternoon every evening every monday every thursday every sunday we just we need to be continually being filled with the spirit so this is what i this is what i perceive this is what i just i just sense in the holy ghost is that all the uh, Karis students, all the Karis students, come on up. All the Karis students. Anyone who was in Karis this last year? And uh, where is, yes, you, come forward. She, Tara just graduated from Karis out in Colorado. So you're, you're a part of this. They're going to pray for you guys. Anybody that wants prayer. They're going to go back into worship. Anybody who wants prayer, to be to be being filled be being filled again be being filled up it's good to be being being filled amen so they're going to worship stand everybody stand come on and st stand up we're going to continue to worship but if you just have a desire to be being filled come and they'll pray with you pray for you praise the lord so uh this morning um 
we'll, we'll get into some other stuff here in a bit, but I just have some of my heart. Go ahead and grab a seat. Um, on Thursday of this week, actually, if uh, Stephanie would stay close, and Brian, if you'd stay close. Um, Thursday of this week, uh, Karis Bible School will be here and uh, be set up to do just an introductory night about Karis. This year we had 13 students here uh, for the first year program for Karis Bible School. And uh, um, this last Wednesday, we met with the director here and and uh, talked with her about this upcoming year, this next year, and we toured the uh, the new edition, and she saw where the classrooms are going to be and everything, and she's excited, they're excited, and uh, but I've just asked, uh, I'm going to ask these guys to share a little bit about whatever's on your heart about Karis. I'm, I've asked uh, Pastor Peter to, to start it out, though. Uh, I gave him a little bit more warning than these guys, so he's going to... He's going to use that microphone right there if you turn it on for him and give it. It's going to take a couple seconds to, to heat up and warm up and get ready to start. But he's just going to share a little bit about his experience. He just graduated from the second year. And uh, Tara, if you Tara, Tara, if you'd come up also, because she, she could share a little bit about Colorado, uh, actually being at the campus in Colorado. So, so Tara, if you don't know Tara, this is Tara Peterson. She is uh, Barb and Dick Mann's granddaughter. And uh, so she uh, just graduated from Karis out in Colorado. So I'm going to have those two share, and then I'm going to have you guys share whatever order. Just, just whatever's on your heart. Sure. Um, just let me just uh, give you a quick uh, background on how I ended up uh, finding Karis and, and signing up for it. Basically... I felt like the Lord has been telling me that I, I should, uh, I need to go to Bible College, but I've been putting it on the shelf, and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't need another diploma. I just, I just don't need. I mean, I don't want to go to cemetery uh, or se seminary. I mean, <laughs> I actually did that on purpose. <laughs> like I don't need another, you know, Bible degree or whatever. Um, like uh, that's just you know that's just not me and anyways i've been putting it on the shelf all the way to the to the point where i was getting so annoyed with the thought that man i just i just need to go to bible school but i'm like i don't want to just I'm like and what bible school do i go to and some we had a young adult class or a young, young adult group meets uh, usually on monday nights and we were listening uh I, or someone introduced us to uh, Andrew Womack, or an Andrew Womack teaching when he was a living word. And I just remember listening to Womack preaching on healing. And I was just kind of amazed uh, in the, the way he was explaining uh, the balance between uh, grace and faith and how the two things operate together. And I just remember making this statement of, if I ever go to Bible school, it will be uh, Andrew Womack's Bible school, which I didn't even know it ever existed. Uh, so, long and behold, I Googled it, and there was Cares Bible College, Andrew Womack, and, you know, Minneapolis or Plymouth campus. And uh, long story short, I've been, I put it off all the way until September, and Septem the second week of September comes around, and... Uh, 
you know, school has already started. I, I just told myself, you know what, I'm, I'm maybe next year, maybe next year. That's always what people tell them. That's what I told myself, you know. Um, and then the second week of September, I, I got so annoyed with just this inner voice that I need to go to Bible school. But I called the director of school and I said, hey, I know I'm late, but what does it take? Is it even possible to sign up? I already missed orientation. And uh, she said yes. So that's, uh, that's how I got involved with it. And just looking back on the whole process of, uh, um, I guess, determining or, or or listening to your heart like is is this God telling me uh, that I'm supposed to go to Bible school that's always the question in people's head or is it uh, is it just my own uh, whatever thoughts and I guess the the way I, I like I settled that argument in me was you know would the I just kind of asked myself would the devil tell me to go to Bible school no <laughs> Would, would my flesh tell me to go to Bible school? No, I've been resisting it from my flesh. So, you know, process of elimination or whatever, I was like, it's got to be God. And, and, it, and it was God. And uh, I guess the, the best way I could sum up cares, uh, or if I had to use one word, it would be balance. Uh, I, the, my biggest revelation was, uh, there were a few of them throughout the two years, but one was on the love of God and how much God loves you you know we, we keep saying that at church but you know when things happen to us you know when things happen to you guys you know that's that's the f the first question that comes to you when when a tragedy or something happens like god why did you let this happen or what is going on like like he's doing something to you but it's it's not true god is, loves you and god is for you more more than anyone else but there's also a balance between grace and faith that we're supposed to walk in. You know, the Bible says salvation is through, you're, you're saved through grace by faith, which you do have a responsibility to believe. You know, the promised land was provided uh, to the Jewish nation by grace. God says it's yours. But by faith, they had to take it, right? So there is a balance there. And, and um, the school just really the fo fills you up with the word, and that's 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 how well that's what faith is. Faith is not something you work up intellectually in yourself. All it is, you put your uh, faith into the word of God, what God's word says. So I can only encourage you guys if if you've been you know thinking about going to Bible school and you're not sure you're supposed to. Um, um, I'm telling you, you are supposed to. Um, <laughs> And the other thing that I just want to mention quickly is, is this is where Caris is really different than any other schools, that it's really not about the degree. It's really about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And they do such a good job with forcing you out of your comfort zone, just like you saw it here this morning, uh, putting you in the spot, sending you on a mission trip, uh, making you do the do the word you know walk in the word and do it and pray for people and lay hands on people and serve other people and uh yeah i'm yet to uh, i'm yet to find a, a better bible school than cares praise god hi so my name is tara 
and I went to the Colorado Bible College, and I'm, I just graduated second year, and I'm actually going to go back next year for third year. So before I went to Karis, I um, was working at a restaurant, and I was planning on owning a restaurant, and I was like, man, this is awesome. I can work up, and I don't have to go to a college, like, because I'm just not really a school person. And so... I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And I was going along, and it was great. I loved it. But I got to the point where I was like, you know, I know there's more to my life than just working at this restaurant. Like, I love it. Like, I really did. It was great. But I was just like, there's something more. And in eighth or ninth grade, I had this, like, kind of vision, this picture in my mind of me speaking on a stage. And I'm like, well, that'd be cool. But okay, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't talk in front of people. And so... But it always stuck with me, and I got to April of 2017, 2016, something like that, and I was like, all right, I got to do something. And so it was crazy, because cares popped in my mind, and I was aware of it, and I knew who Andrew Womack was, but I wasn't really, like, gonna, I wasn't really going down that direction. I kind of, I still went to church, but I didn't really do too much with the church. I just kind of strayed. And I was like, this is where I, I, I got to go here. And so I um, went on vacation with my dad and I checked it out and I applied and I got accepted. And I'm like, all right, I'm going. And so it was just awesome to see that even though I was kind of basically running away from God, he pulled me in and he's like, no, like, I, you know, I want you and I want you to go here. And I just follow his lead. And so I went to Karis the first year, and um, throughout the first year, you kind of pick your missions trip for your second year as an idea. And I was like, oh, I, there's all these um, options, and I was like, I will go anywhere, Lord, but I just don't really want to go to Hong Kong. Nothing against Hong Kong, I just didn't want to go there. And um, But by second year, I just had this desire to go to Hong Kong, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, you know, I kind of want to go. Like, So I circled it on the list, but I also circled I'll go anywhere because I'm like, you know, I'm really good with whatever. And um, later on I found out, so I did go to Hong Kong. Later on I found out that they, since I circled I'll go anywhere, they just took Hong Kong totally off the list of my suggestions. And they put me in I'll go anywhere, but I still ended up going to Hong Kong. And before I found out that I was going, I knew in my heart that I was going there. I just knew it. And so it was really cool. And then throughout um, second year, I also was like, you know, I'm not going to go to third year. Third year is optional. I'm like, I just won't. I don't really have a desire to go. Um, but then on the missions trip, I felt like the Lord was telling me to go. And I'm like, well, I don't want to. But if you really want me to, and you tell me what track to go, give me a desire to go, then I will go. And so that's what he did. <laughs> so I am now going to third year ministry next year, which was not my plan at all. Um, I was kind of in the business track, so I'm like, oh, I'm doing business, me, a minister? Nah, that's not for me, Sage. Oh, I've seen that like picture in my mind, but that's just not really where I'm thinking about going. But he totally switched that, and so now I'm going to ministry, and I'm actually helping run a church out in Colorado, which is a lot of fun. And... Um, the church that I'm currently at is actually the stage that I seen in my picture in like eighth and ninth grade. So it's just so cool to see all the Lord puts everything together. And throughout Cares, I've just really grown my relationship with Him. I always heard about, oh yeah, you can talk to God and you know, just like a person. But I was like, mm, I mean, I guess kind of you can do that. But I never really experienced it fully. And by going through Karis, I've just realized that that is the truth and that he is, you know, your best friend and he's with you wherever you go and that he loves us and that he's just there to show our path and where to go. So, yeah.
Hi, I'm Brian Eager. Um, most of you know me. Uh, I've been saved for, for many years since I was like 12 and then received the baptism of the Holy Spirit about 25 years ago and, and really got plugged in early on into like the Word of Faith, which really to me was, was very biblical. And yet over the years I saw a lot of uh, ditches on, on both sides of the road, you know, like a lot of granola Christians, a lot of dry stuff, and listened to uh, a lot of... Um, Word of Faith teachings, and it really, really resonated with me. And, and as I started planning for retirement, or as God kind of let it let me plan for retirement, I, I got into a mode of, of training my replacements. So for the last five years or so, I've been spending most of my my time training other people in classrooms of you know three or four, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so now I'm to the point. I'm six months out. All I do is talk. I don't do any real work. I just talk. And as I was. Uh, you know, about a year ago, as I was thinking about what what am I going to be when I grow up? What do I want to do? And I, when I, uh, in this next phase of my life, because you know I've got 40 years in at my work, but I'm still young, at least in my own mind, I am, and got some years left. And and I started really feeling drawn towards learning more of the Word of God. You know, the the. I had listened some to you know, the grace movement or what I think is like the extension of the word of faith. And it was really starting to draw my attention a little bit more because what I saw, like what Peter was saying, is a more balanced approach. I mean, I think all of us who've been part of the word of faith for many years have seen a lot of the, the crazy things, the, the white suits and the white hair and, you know, big diamonds, big hair kind of stuff. Um, but there's there's... That doesn't mean that the message is wrong, you know, that God, God loves us and that he, he wants us to prosper, not just so that we can have all this stuff, but that we can have enough for us and for others, right? So as I started getting into it, I'm, I'm thinking, oh man, do I want to sit in a classroom and sit and teach all day long? Do I want to do something like that at night? And so when the, the hybrid program came around, I thought, well, this is pretty attractive. It's just one night a week, three and a half hours. And I thought, I could probably do that. And then as I got into looking a little bit about it, um, I'm not going to lie, it was a struggle. I mean, it was right down to the wire about whether I was going to sign up for this or not. And, and part of it was is, you know, my wife Luann has to be behind me on this. I mean, if I'm going to do this, it's got to be a, a team agreement that the time I spend in it is going to be time that's taken away from you know my home, my wife, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you know, after a couple of bloody knuckles with the Lord, we uh, we decided that I was going to go. And you know what? It's been incredible. It's been. A, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work. And because I'm an older guy, um, the the lessons basically you have three and a half hours a week with your uh, contemporaries in your class, and, and they've been awesome. God could have put a better group of people together for this. But you have eight, eight sessions at night, or offline. Well, me, I've got to do it twice, because I really need the retention. So I'm watching it once, and I'm listening to it once. And, I mean, I've gotten to where I can walk six miles a day and, and listen. But um, there's this real desire to just retain the information because there's it's not just Andrew Womack teaching it's all kinds of grace teachers with some with a little bit different perspective but they're all based on the Word of God and this this is good meat I mean it's good meat for people and you know we don't have any real young people in our program but uh, yet amen amen um, but you know there's there we all have a number of years left that we can serve and you know some of us have been around the block so we kind of know what 
what to throw out. You know, we, we keep the, the meat and spit out the bones. And, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next year. So thank you for the opportunity bringing it here. Hello, I'm Stephanie Lewis, and um, first of all, one thing I want to say is Tara was part of my youth group back in, several years ago, and I'm so proud of her because she was always a wonderful young lady, but she is so confident. Now, the young woman that you see, um, Karis, was amazing for you, obviously, because it just built you up that much more, and, and I look forward to seeing what goes on in your life and you know, where God takes you with that ministry track. So myself, you know, my testimony is not that I was raised in the church. Um, my parents went to two different churches and didn't have the best experiences. So, you know, people would take me once in a while, and it was kind of confusing, and I grew up, you know, not having the foundation that a lot of you have. And I'm so glad you have that. But, you know, it, it's um, at one point, you know, God got a hold of my heart, and my sister took me to a, a women's um, women's retreat, at that point, um, I had not lived the best of lives, like Pastor John, you know, hints to live, there's parts of your life that you don't want to be like, woo, you know, but um, God forgave me, you know, he, he showed me how much he loved me, and, and he got rid of the guilt, the shame, and all the junk, the lies that the enemy wanted me to listen to. So, you know, fast forward here, um, I, you know, I've I've learned a lot. I, I love the Lord. And, you know, since I joined the church, it's like people are like, why do you want to go to church so bad? Because, boy, do I need it, you know? And I know how much I need it. And um, but I was getting to the point of I wanted more, but I didn't know how to do it, you know? Um, I done some Bible studies and, you know, I did what I was supposed to do, but I wasn't the greatest student. It's been a long time since I've been a student. And then this opportunity came here, and it'd been on my heart. You know, I wanted to go to school, but yet, how do you do that when you're working and, you know, just give up everything and, you know, like as your older person, the you know, settled person, how do you do that? It's like, well, here we go. God brought this opportunity, and I'm so grateful. So then there was the fear of having enough money. <laughs> and it's like, um, one of the things you learn at Karis is, you know, the mentality of to get rid of the poverty mentality because God will provide, and he has this whole year. And it's been awesome and amazing, and I'm very grateful to him for that. Um, getting there, there's just so many things, so many truths they bring into your life, and they weren't all, some of them weren't all very solid in my life. And then you get messages from the different speakers, different uh, teachers, and it all comes back pretty close, you know, like they're all on the same wavelength, same truth. I mean, it's, it's just strong. It builds it in you to where it's like, oh, I got that one now. Okay. You know, um, you know, the, it's, it's embarrassing to share this, but, you know, before I started this school, I, I knew my sins were forgiven, but for some reason I kept beating myself up about, like, if I do something wrong, especially in traffic, like, <laughs> get out of my way, people. Um, but, <laughs> You know, <laughs> you think about it, Jesus died for our sins. He died, what, 2,000 years ago? All, all our sins were future. So we're forgiven. When we're in him, walking with him, sometimes you got to repent. But you're forgiven. And it was so, it released me from a lot of junk I was carrying around. So I just think, you know, it's amazing. Whether you're young or old, um, and if it's on your heart, please look into it. Please pray about it. Come to the... And then the service or the meeting that they're going to have because 
it will take you places. It's amazing. It's life-changing. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I don't know where it's going to take me. I, you know, I, Colorado is calling, but uh, we'll see. Um, let's get through this, the second year. <laughs> um, so just really, is there anything else to share? Just that I'm very grateful that um, CARES is happening here. And I've seen changes in all of our, our class. And I look forward to seeing you know, where God's going to take that and he's gonna, where he's going to take many of you, too. Because, I mean, some of you are good students on your own, but some of you need help and that focus. And it's awesome. So please come join us. Okay. okay. Thank you. Real quick, out of Luke chapter 9, verse 21, starting with verse 21, and uh, Jesus had just uh, asked who they thought he was, and, and uh, they told, Peter said that he was the, the, the Christ, the, the Son of God. And verse 21 says, and he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? I uh, had a whole sermon prepared this morning about on the, the idea of, of Memorial Day and that Memorial Day here in America is about remembering those who have fallen in battle. And uh, this whole weekend, it's a, it's a wonderful time to, with family and friends, but it's, it's a remembrance of who paid the price ahead of us and who paid the price for us. And, uh, you know, it, it ties amazingly well in with the kingdom of God because there is a cost to pay. Uh, there is a price. Uh, soldiers died on the, on the battlefield throughout the, the last few couple of centuries. And, and uh, because of it, we can, we can stand openly and profess Christ and live our lives and, and be blessed. And, but there have also been those who have paid the price spiritually. Those who have paid the price for the kingdom of God, those who have gone before us and, and, and paved a way for us to be able to do what we're doing right now. And the, the, that can be awesome when we celebrate and we, we, uh, we uh, rejoice in, in what they have done. But if we never think about what we could do and what we are to do, then the next generation could be lost. The next generations could be lost. That that price isn't a one-time. I mean, you know, praise God for Jesus on the cross. That was a one-time price. Those sins were every sin. I mean, that was a one-time. But for the kingdom of God to move forward, Jesus even said, we, we all need to take up our cross and bear it and to walk and, and obey him daily. And sometimes, and, and you know, you've heard the sermons. I'm not preaching anything new. You've, you've heard this before. You know, the cross was a implement of death. It was a device that tortured and killed the person on it. And so when Jesus said that we all need to pick, take up our cross and follow him, that, that wasn't lost on him. It wasn't the, uh, the gold dangly thing around people's necks. It was, the, it was the implement of death to die to ourselves. 
It was interesting. Every one of these people said, well, I didn't want to go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to be a part of that. And, and uh, if, you, if you talk to anybody who's done anything for God, the, usually the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, well, I didn't plan on doing this. I didn't want to do this. I, I didn't want to go X, Y, Z. I didn't want to travel here, there, or whatever. I didn't want to speak to that person. But the kingdom of God is about laying down our lives for our brothers and sisters. It's, it's, it's laying down our lives for the lost. It's laying down our lives. And this, this is a, a progressive thing. You know, Praise God, we're not living in a place or in a time yet where we have to die physically for the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are people around the world who are making that choice even today. But we are not having to. But I believe that that's a grace that is given to us for a season. And we need to make those decisions day in and day out to lay down our life, to to pick up that cross, that implement of death, and to let that flesh, because the the thing that uh, uh, keeps us from following God and doing His will is exactly what Peter said. It's the flesh. When you realize it's the flesh, the flesh doesn't want to read through the Bible in nine months. <laughs> All the care students are going, <laughs> the fle- it hurts the flesh. It hurts the flesh even to read the little bit that we read every day over two years. You know, oh, I gotta, I, you know, I gotta go do that. If you catch yourself saying, I, and I do too, I, oh, I haven't, per, uh, haven't read today. I have to go do it. No, I have to go do it. Wow. Then that flesh needs to die. I, I have to listen to this sermon. Wow. <laughs> you know, we, we, we start seeing the perspective, don't we? That. That this, this uh, dying of the flesh needs to happen. We need to lay down our lives. We need to say, Father, your will be done. For many of you, Bible school is that thing, is one of those things. It's one of those things. You know, none of these guys started out, except maybe Peter in a, in a way, started out in ministry, in, in a, you know, looking, you know, he, was, he, he was in ministry and said, oh, I need to do this and did it. But most people, it's like, I just, I loved what, what a number of you said. It was like, I just wanted to learn more. I just wanted to have more depth. I just wanted to have more understanding. That's what this is about. You may never be a pastor coming out of this. doesn't matter. You may never be a worship leader, you may, but you will have a, a foundation that'll prepare you to be able to give an answer for that hope that you have in your heart. I encourage you. I encourage the oldest person in here, whoever that is. I encourage the youngest person in here. Pray about it. Lord, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to be a part of this? Now, just so you know, the big classroom on the far end will seat 50 students at tables. So we're not limited here on space. If, if it gets to where first year can't fit into 50 in that room, we got this room. The small room, the second year classroom, is going to be, can seat 35. And right now there's about 12 students who are coming back, so it's not even half full. We've got space, praise God. Praise God! You praise God! We've caught a hold of that vision, and we've we've been working the, the working the vision, working the process of building that because it'll be ready when we need it. Amen. It'll be ready. It'll be lit. It'll be heated. It will be 
chaired, it will be, none of those words are really, well, couple-litted isn't even a word, is it? No. So whenever I use words like that, Greg's like, oh, <laughs> He's putting together a uh, dictionary. You know, there's Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Well, there's John Neitzel's dictionary. Litted and chaired, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I digress again. Um, but I encourage you. Just even come out to check it out on Thursday night. Even if you have no desire right now, just come and check it out. It's going to be a great time. They're going to show a couple of videos that show... They basically run the night like a class. And so they'll, you'll get a feel for what that's like, and it'll be awesome. Amen?